This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All right, here we go now with the latest on the Jihadi Jack saga. Jack Letts, he's the British-Canadian man who traveled to Syria to join ISIS fighters in 2014. He was captured by Kurdish forces there. He's been in a prison in northern Syria ever since. What should be done with this guy? He wants to return now to the UK or to Canada. But look what the British have done now. They just stripped Jihadi Jack, as he's known there, of his British citizenship. Canada is not happy about that. It looks like the Brits just want to jump, uh, dump this guy in our laps now. Let's talk about this incredible story now with Stephanie Carvin. She's Assistant Professor of International Relations at Carleton University. I'm very pleased to welcome her. Hi. Hello. Thanks a lot for coming on. What do you think about what the, the Brits have done here in stripping this guy of his citizenship? Can they do that? Is that legal? Well, yeah, I mean, there was a big controversy about that here in Canada a few years ago. And, you know, the, hence the famous line, a Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian, which is, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I, I think it's, it's actually uh, kind of a reasonable approach, something, you know, that I think mature countries take is, you know, you actually have to do something about your own citizens. In the UK, however, they don't have a Charter of Rights and Citizens or even a Bill of Rights or anything like that. So they don't have the legal... Um, uh, opposition to stripping people of their citizenship. Now, you're not supposed to make uh, individuals stateless. There are, there are some laws right. about that, but their argument is that he's actually a Canadian citizen, therefore we can strip him of British citizenship, and now Canada, he's your problem. So um, <laughs> what do we think of this? Well, it's um, it was not a nice treat, I think, for probably the Global Affairs Canada or the Prime Minister to wake up to when they, when they heard the news. Um, and certainly foreign fighters and repatriating them has been a very difficult conversation we've had in Canada. It's certainly been that way in the, in the United Kingdom. But kind of dumping on this on, on Canada was not a very friendly thing to do. Yeah, like thanks a lot, Boris Johnson, right? Is this what we're going to have to deal with with Bojo now, the new U.K. prime minister? That's not very nice. Well, yeah, and I think this is this is one of the things you worry about. But also, you know, I'm not sure this was a great move on his part simply because you know, Britain, we don't know where it's going with its whole Brexit process, which is a whole other conversation. But, um, you know, one of the things Britain's doing is it's looking to Canada um, as one of its major partners once it leaves the European Union, if it in fact does that. Just as an example, uh, the United Kingdom has actually doubled the number of staff it has in its Ottawa embassy, um, you know, because that's how much importance it's putting on the relationship. So for it to turn around and suddenly do something like this, it doesn't necessarily put the relationship, I would say, in jeopardy, but it kind of, I think, it's definitely got a lot of attention, and hence we're talking about it here on the radio. And I don't think the kind of attention that people hoping to foster relationships between uh, a relationship between the two countries further uh, in the wake of Brexit would, would hope for. Okay, you mentioned that it's against international law for to leave someone stateless. So now that the Brits have stripped him of British citizenship, he's still a Canadian citizen. So I guess that means what we we can't strip him too. Like, could we do the same thing, or that would that would be against international law for us to do it? Because then he wouldn't have any citizenship, right? Right, exactly. And so yeah. we can do, but also, I mean, um, this was an issue in the, in the 2015 uh, election campaign. The, the Harper government, uh, when it was in power, it, it passed legislation 
uh, or at least proposed legislation that would actually take away individual citizenship if they had dual nationality. So we were actually doing the same kind of thing uh, that the Brits were doing. Uh, the Trudeau government came in and said, no, that's, that's not our approach. And, you know, if a Canadian citizen commits an offense, we will prosecute them and we will handle them uh, as a part of, of our government. And I think that's actually... Um, I mean, I'm biased. I mean, look, if I, if I, it's not, a, it's not an easy sell. Let me put it that way. Like, I'm, I'm sure your yeah. listeners are like pulling their hair out, saying like, who is this academic saying us saying we should bring all our terrorists back? But I mean, there, there's good reasons for us to do so. It's um, the fact is, the, there's about 35, 36 maybe now with uh, Jack Letts, uh, individuals who are over in Syria who are known to be Canadian. About Four or five of those individuals, I believe, are considered to have been foreign fighters. The rest are um, uh, women um, who may actually have also supported, so we don't want to just assume they're innocent. But the vast majority of them are children under the age of five who are there okay. for no uh, reason um, other than their parents made very bad life choices. And so I think, you know, it, it, we have to sit there and think, okay, is this the best environment for the children who's for them to be in, in, in right. basically a Kurdish uh, camp where you have ISIS, hardcore ISIS individuals who are in these camps trying to recruit, trying to do bad things. You have people who are probably trying to exploit these children in these camps as well. It's, it's a really bad situation, and uh, I think Canada, we just have to step up and be mature and start thinking about ways we can bring people back, not to just let them go stock free. We want to prosecute them, right. but you know, just the situation is, un- you know. It's, it, we, it can't stay like this. Something's going to have to be done. Speaking to Stephanie Carvin from Carleton University about the jihadi Jack story, do we have to take him back now? Is that the bottom line, or can we just let him sit sit over there and rot in that jail over there? <laughs> That's a good question. So I tried to explain why we should. So the actual situation on the ground that um, uh, the, the, the Minister of Public Safety, Ralph Goodale, and Global Affairs Canada, their line is that, you know, we... If you get yourself arrested in a prison, and it doesn't matter if you're in Syria or the Philippines, wherever the heck you are, Global Affairs Canada is under no obligation to help you get out of jail. Right. right? right. So if you're stuck in a, in a Kurdish prison, there is actually no obligation for them to try and get you out. Now, if somehow you do manage to get out and you do somehow manage to get to a Canadian consulate or an embassy or a high commission or whatever, the Canadian government has to give you a travel document. They don't actually have to give you a passport. They can give you a piece of paper that says, you know, admit one to Canada, and then they, 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 but they have to give you the ability to get back, but you have to get yourself to the consulate in order to do that. So that's um, basically what they're saying right now. So that's why we haven't actually seen a large number of moves well, uh, I- to repatriate these people. I imagine, with an, especially with an election coming up in the fall, I mean, I think the last thing the Liberals want to do is bring this guy back to Canada. It's just a natural, you know, Andrew Scheer, the Conservative leader, has already attacked them for being soft on these, on, on these foreign fighters. So I don't think the there's any chance Canada would bring this guy back anytime soon. Would you agree? I would totally agree with that. I, I don't I certainly expect anything to happen, at least at the very earliest until the end of this year. Right. Um, unless, I, I think the major difference would be if the RCMP was able to somehow successfully bring criminal charges against these individuals, and these individuals came back and were subsequently charged and put in prison. That might be some, one exception. And actually, I think it might help the Liberals because it would actually show that they're uh, taking steps in, in, in this regard. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't, and I think this is part of the frustration that the government has right now is like, you know, Boris Johnson has given the liberal government this lovely presence in the yeah. middle, <laughs> in the right before a, a federal election. And most Canadians, I think, you know, and, and I just, I don't want to, you know, I've made some kind of points here. 
I get why people are kind of concerned about these individuals. We, we worry. Um, there's, you know, the evidence on the behavior of foreign fighters suggests that they're actually less likely to engage in an attack once they return home. However, if they do decide to get into an attack, their attacks can be up to seven times more lethal than that of a homegrown violent extremist because they've probably had some kind of military training. So, Last- you know, it is... It is, it is a pretty scary thing, and we have to be careful with how we go forward, no matter what we do. Last question for you. What should we say to the U.K. about this? I mean, this is, like you said, this is very not, not a nice thing at all for them to do this, dumping this in our laps. What should Canada's, what should Canada's response to the U.K. be? Well, it's kind of interesting. I mean, one of the responses I saw was that, you know, once uh, the U.K. leaves Brexit, they want to enter into a free trade negotiation with Canada. Maybe we just uh, take our sweet time with that (laughs) and remind them, oh, well, you know, we're so busy dealing with all these foreign fighters you dumped on us that, you know, we just can't possibly get involved in free trade negotiations right now. Um, I don't know if that'll happen. Uh, It would be pretty dramatic. But, I mean, we've made a pretty strong statement already. We're basically implying the U.K. government has dumped this problem on Canada. Um, that has been picked up in the UK press. It, it, it doesn't look very good. I'm not sure really, though, what we could do that would make a tangible difference. The UK, no matter what, is still one of our most important uh, strategic and intelligence allies. We don't want to get them too mad at us. Thanks for coming on. Hey, my pleasure. All right, that is Stephanie Carvin, Assistant Professor, International Relations at Carleton University.